Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Venom R1 Business Podcast, and I am your host. I hope that this podcast finds you in great spirits. We greatly appreciate you passing by. Um, I'm going to be doing some shopping online, and I'm going to bring you guys along. I actually have to cut my nails, and as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to go get some nail clippers, and I figured we could sit down and have some fun together. Um, By the grace of God, everything is good. Business is moving, um, which is a very, very major thing. Um, I'm making some arrangements, and I want to explore a situation that I'm dealing with in my business. So we want to give a special shout-out to Walmart. Um, We look forward to settling in court for several times the amount of the damages that you uh, perpetrated on my personal property. And um, I want to give you guys an update of what's going on. So basically, the letter of demand has been sent. And um, we will grant them 7 to 14 days. We're going to go for the maximum. Even though I set the counter for 72 hours after the 12th of June, 2023. um, I'm going to grant them the maximum that the law allows so that when we go to court it'll be a slam dunk that way there's no um we'll get back to you and we're gonna take our time basically i'm calling their bluff i gave them a few days until the 12th because everything was mailed out before then i'm going to extend it to the maximum allowed by the state which is 14 days So technically, until the 26th of the month of June. And from there, it's all-out war. Because I will be creating content every single day. Because I'm celebrating the fact that they're my new business partners. In fact, they're going to be financing some investments. So for me, that's just passive income. That's money that I don't need. But um, like Jim Rohn said, I'll take the money. I don't need the money, but I'll take the money. And um, what I'll do is based on what we're calculating, that money should be coming in at the beginning of 24, which will be excellent um, for my family. It takes between 30 and 70 days for them to... um, to have the first hearing and um, they don't send a lawyer they'll send a representative and the representative will try to close out the case in which of course I'm going to continue for the full amount just because they felt that my time was invaluable for them to just waste my time. So I want to talk about the different stages. Like we mentioned in our last program. Basically 
you know, you go through this discovery period where you're trying to figure out what's going on. You're set back in a bit of a shock. You're trying to understand what's going on. Remember, this is a company I've, I've praised for many, many, many years in, in all of my business dealings, not knowing the hidden dark side of Walmart. And, um, you know, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. You know, I went through the process. First of all, I didn't want to get mad at the service techs. I didn't want to get mad at the management. I didn't want to act a fool. At first, I was very upset. But I said, no, you know what? We all have insurance. I'm a small business owner. Things happen. Let me be respectful and cordial. You know, at first it was like, oh, we need this, we need that. Okay. So I kept, kept, kept. Okay, what up? What else do you need? You know, remember that the incident happened in full high definition camera. So now I'll have the opportunity for them to to give me what I asked in the demand letter, which is the footage. I want to see the footage and I want to see everything that they put together to try to deny my claim. So now that I'm going to sue, uh, you know, we're going to we're going to push forward. And now what they may have perceived to be a high amount, which was an estimate. Remember, it could have been higher, could have been lower. But, you know, you always go into things expecting that it's not going to be that much. Well, now what I'm suing them for covers all my legal advice and this entire process. And. When you calculate the time frame that it's going to take for them to actually pay me, it's like nonsense. And all of this could have been avoided had they allowed me to speak to management, had they allowed me to maybe work with a different person, had they been considerate, because it's not my fault that what they do is that they just want a full number so they can write you one check. Instead of understanding that it was going to take time for the vehicle to be repaired and that a final bill would be complete once all repairs were done. You know, they were trying to get everybody from service to say, well, it's going to be this much. Well, the problem is once you agree to that, you're bound by that. So what if the estimate was, you know, 10000 and it, winds up being 25 you understand me and vice versa it could work in the opposite way what if the estimate is only 5,000 after repairs are done and the initial estimate was $10,000 you know that means that we will return the difference you know I'm not asking for well at the time I wasn't asking for any punitive damages which is why we're going to court now so it just goes to show you that the lesson to be learned here is that Walmart is clueless. And when you go to Walmart, you have to now understand that you're at your own risk. You have to understand that the movie of customer service is only while you're making the money. So it's kind of like an abusive situation. You know, my advice is go to Walmart for what you need and you cannot outsource anywhere else. You know, other than that, it's just a Russian relay because sadly... You know, that's just the way that they handle business. And some people will say that that's the secret to their success is by being ruthless like that. 
But me being a business owner and a God-fearing man, I don't feel in my heart that I need to um, conduct business that way. You know, I don't feel that I need to. I need to do that. You know, in all of my businesses, all of my brands, my products, my services, my franchises. You know, my clients are number one, and I rather make a situation right, learn from it, and grow from it. If I have, you know, uh, done something in, improper, inappropriate, or something wrong. And basically retain that customer for life. In the long term, I'm always going to make my profits. So, you know, even with this lawsuit, like this entire process, this entire anti-Walmart campaign, I promise you that the day that they, uh, the day that they write me my check and they restore my property as it was, life will go on. You know, I'm not going to waste a minute more of my life than I have to. You know, I was raised to believe and to understand that, you know, respect is the minimum that you can give a person. It doesn't cost anything, you know, if anything, it's going to add to the good karma of the universe. And every person is important. Every situation is different. Like I said, in my situation... It was just something that just happened to happen. You know, I don't think anybody maliciously intended to do damage to my property. It just so, you know, it happens. That's why we have insurance and there's different policies, right? Well, basically, all we can do at this moment is push forward. You know, now they, of course... Uh, decided to deny my claim. So I'm like, okay, let's have a judge and a jury decide if you have wronged me. And if you have, you're going to pay for it. You know, I've already accepted the situation. I've assumed all the damages. And I will pay out of pocket to basically do all the repairs to, to my vehicle. Now, all I can do is get compensated for the time and the headache and the frustration of going through this process, you know. And I want to talk about that because this is very traumatic, you know. In my magazine, I wrote in the same way that I spoke in my podcast. This is David against Goliath. These are the tactics that they use to make you feel like lesser than. Remember, every time you go into one of these stores, these stores are humongous. These are dinosaurs, right? You're already intimidated. There's signs all over the place, bright colors in your face, you know, all the marketing that they do. And they really push this, this dream that everything is fair and everything is good. And it's just falsehood. And when you find yourself in a situation where you're not a customer, now we're litigating against each other legally, you know, they're your sworn enemy. And you realize, man, this is a multi-billion dollar company. How can my voice ever be heard? Who am I? Why am I so significant to this behemoth? And to be treated subhuman is something that nobody deserves. You know, nobody uh, 
should go through that. And that's how I feel about it. Like, you know, when this happened, it was part of expanding my business, you know. I had just basically reached an agreement with Tesla and Turo, and I already had worked for Hertz and so many other companies. And it was like a celebration. Like, I was looking forward to it. You know, I'm trying to get this car serviced because... I know that as I was developing the business that I would need to make sure that, you know, all the vehicles in my fleet would be operational. And it turned into a nightmare, you know, and everybody was so nice throughout the entire process until I started dealing with their claims services. Again, me thinking that, you know, I'm dealing with a neutral third party not knowing that that's the first thing that they should put on their website. And that's why I'm going to file a separate lawsuit in order for them to do that. Because people are not being told that everything that they say and do can and will be used against them. This is like the Miranda rights when you get a ticket or something like that, when you get pulled over. So they're asking you for all this data just so that they can use it against you in order to be able to fight giving you what is fair. And at no point was it my intention to get a penny more than what I was owed. As long as they replace what they broke, I would be fine. I wasn't asking for a new vehicle, you know. And all the headache and again, you know, my wife being in the medical field, she's in the hospital and she's dealing with so many patients. And to get a phone call from them random or get a phone call from the dealership and everybody's trying to figure out what's going on and I'm calling the managers and they're calling me back. And throughout the process, they have everything on video and on film. So it's like, how retarded is that? Like, you, what more do you need to to process you are just trying to deny the claim because you're trying to what defy the laws of gravity like any judge any jury that sees the video they're gonna see my vehicle was completely operational it was brought to them and they damaged it within minutes whatever they did however they did it it doesn't matter they damaged the vehicle it's on camera there's no way that a vehicle could be fully operational and then not be operational once your staff at, you know, store 3702 was all of a sudden not working or broken. Five minutes later, no more than five minutes later, that vehicle was in the dealership and service. Because I knew whatever I had going on that day, I had to stop. Because this was a serious thing. So... I didn't even want to chance it to take it anywhere but the official dealership where the car was purchased. I didn't want to take it to any other dealership that does not know the car, that didn't build the car. You understand me? I didn't want to take any chances for them to say, oh, no, you know, you went to this type of dealership or whatever. No, I went to the dealership. Like if I drive a Rolls Royce and the Rolls Royce needs service, where I bought the Rolls Royce has a service department, 
That's the only place where that car is going to be driven. I'm not going to drive it to Mercedes. I'm not going to drive it to, to, to BMW. Rolls-Royce needs to be fixed at the Rolls-Royce dealership by their ASC certified Rolls-Royce mechanics. Not that I, 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 I drive a Rolls-Royce or that this vehicle is a Rolls-Royce. It's just as to serve as an example. Um, as soon as I got a hold of management and they started to form the claim, I directed them to speak directly with the dealership. You know, now whatever the dealership gave me, all I did was save it, of course, document it for my records, and bring it to them. That's all that I could do. I made it possible for them to contact the dealership directly. So there's no uh, hidden you know, agendas, there's no, you know, I'm neutral. I just want the vehicle to be fixed. So after this process and me being so proactive and documenting everything and making all the phone calls and making all the connections and there's a problem with communication, right? After this entire process, you know, in fear that something like this could happen, right? This happens. Everything I wanted to avoid, like the last resort was for me to sue. Because if that was the case, I would have sued from the beginning. Mind you, what it's going to cost me to file, I was thinking, well, the damages, whatever, whatever, you know. Now, it's like, I don't care how much it costs to file a lawsuit. I don't care how much I pay the lawyer because I was wrong, not only my personal property, but I was wronged as a human being, as an individual. How many people don't have a business like me, don't have an education, don't understand the law, and don't have the courage to fight back, don't have the know-how to pick up a phone and open Google up and get all the information that you need to defend yourself. You know, it's a really, really sad situation. And then to be mistreated on top of that, because listen, that claim adjuster, it's not their money. Their job is to do their job. Let the data speak for itself. If if this was a situation where there was no video, I can only imagine. And I'm sure there's plenty of situations for people that sadly, you know, wherever the damages occurred was off camera. That's horrible. I have full high definition video before, during, and after the damage. And these people have the audacity to tell me that they're not going to repair what they damage. Like, you got some serious issues from a psychological standpoint, and you obviously don't know business. Because there's no way you are going to win in court. This is why we're suing for the maximum. And I'm going to go for punitive damages on top of that. Then I'm going to sue... And I want nothing in return. You know what I'm going to sue them for? They're going to have to put on their websites, in their stores, anywhere where legally in whatever states of America they're supposed to have it in writing, they're going to have to write that they are not a third party like they are claiming to be. That they are, in fact, only an extension of Walmart. 
also posting the rights of all consumers to know that everything that they say and everything that they do can and will be used against them. You know why? So that people are not, um, you know, putting themselves in a predicament because so long as the damages are within the limitations of what is considered small claims court in your jurisdiction or in their jurisdiction, they can pay a few hundred dollars and just take them to court. And that's it. Even more so if it's a situation because either way, if you don't have video, they're going to try to fight you harder because they're just bullies. And then if you have the video, they're still going to try to intimidate you. Like, how are you going to intimidate me when it's on camera what, what was done? Now, it's a moral situation too because like I always said, it was not the technician's intentions to purposely cause damage. It just so happens that the damage was done. You know, um, there could be a million reasons why it happened. You know, with high-end cars, these things are kind of like built by hand and you have to do things a certain way, which is much different than when a vehicle is mass-produced, right? So you have to kind of treat them with the care that they deserve. And again, nobody wants to work on something and damage it or whatever, but this is why we have insurance. So if God forbid there is damage, it's taken care of. And everybody could go on. You know, I didn't get upset. I didn't disrespect anybody. I didn't act out. I just said, okay, let me take it to the dealership. I'll bring you all the estimates. I'll deal directly with corporate. We'll go from there. And I can, like I said, only imagine how many people have been in a similar situation and felt that it was hopeless for them. Like, you know, I'm dealing with a behemoth, this is a giant, they're bullies, they don't want to pay for my claim, and everybody cannot afford to to have these these things reprimanded, like, you know, these expenses are going to be ridiculous, but now I'm going to stand up because I may not have the money today to get all the repairs done, but within these six months that we're in this litigation bullshit, I'm going to have all the repairs done, I'm going to keep every single part in receipt. And I'm also going to bring it in court. And guess what? They're going to pay for it, including the time that is going to take me to do the repairs. Because this is what they chose to do. Instead of just allowing the dealership to do what they're certified to do, which is fix whatever the problem is. How the problem happened, why it happened, I can't answer those questions because it's one of those things, you know, based on the laws of the universe. I don't know that. Nobody wants a anything to just break randomly you understand me is something that happens but again this is why we have homeowners insurance and we have automotive insurance etc and for all businesses we all have to have insurance because things happen that we can't foresee we have to protect ourselves against it so this entire situation you know once i was able to get past the hurt and the confusion you know and pretty much get over the anger, I started thinking reasonably and said, okay, let me go seek higher counsel. Let me go, um, you know, uh, 
uh, seek professional advice, and let me bring it to my legal staff. This is what they do. You know, we agree to take every single step as respectfully as possible. And even still, you know, nothing was really done. So I wanted to discuss the different phases because so many people have to know that it's going to be hard in the beginning but you will recuperate and you can fight back and you should fight back. And I'm going to make sure that you do fight back. Um, you have rights that protect you as a consumer in your own jurisdiction against any type of business practice or product or service that can cause harm to you or your personal property. And we all need to support each other in a situation like this because we can feel like David going up against Goliath when you know Goliath is in the wrong, when you know that Walmart bullies every single claim. You know, again, every claim is different and every claim should be treated as unique as it truly is. You know, it shouldn't be a situation where people are being treated less than so it's like i'm a valued customer if i'm contributing to your bottom line i'm making you a profit but the minute that you do anything wrong in the process of basically i was bringing my business to them right all of a sudden i'm a sworn enemy and my characteristics as a human being have no value in your system because your system is focused on making the profit. So in a way, they're selling people this facade that it's all about the experience and the customers and the clients, but in reality, their motivation is to solely make a profit. And when you're a regular person with a family, you know, you make you know, minimum wage or below minimum wage. You're just trying to make it happen. When you find yourself in a situation like this, you know, you basically feel helpless. You feel hopeless. You feel like, who can I really turn to, you know? And I also realized doing the research that the data that is out there is really not formatted. I did my best to write an article in Future Tech Plus, which is my online magazine, and I tried to format, you know, several examples from two key sources, one being a person in, in law school, another person being a practitioner attorney. So, you know, even if I, I won not one penny, but if they had to, at least in my jurisdiction or in my state, post all over their stores, at least in one designated area, that if anything was to happen, that anything that you produce is solely for the purpose to benefit their cause. That everything that you do, you know, will be used against you. And that they are not a, a neutral party or third party how they promote it to be. So everything seems to be a pattern here. And this pattern 
only leaves the signature of deception. You know, once I got through these different um, moments, right? And again, this will be part of the therapy. Like throughout these next six to seven months, we're going to discuss this post-traumatic recovery because it really, really impacted me. I'm not even calculating the losses of the business that I've lost since this happened. Like it's a lot more than the claim could ever be. And let's say the average person doesn't have that challenge, right? Let's say that they didn't have an investment that was dependent on on this situation going good, right? They wouldn't probably emphasize it, but I know how hard it is to struggle, to work two weeks, to get a paycheck, to make a decent living. And when you're thrown into a situation where, you know, all of a sudden you have to repair damages that you did not, you know, cause yourself for several thousands of dollars. Like that's people's mortgages. That's people's food and transportation and utilities and medical and et cetera. You know, and it could be so many other things. Like there's just so many variables, but to kind of put everybody in this cookie cutter, oh, whatever, you're a loser, you're nobody, you know, go on. You, you, you thought you were a human being. You're not. You're just a slave. You know, it was like that was the attitude. I can only imagine, you know, if you only make, you know, below a few thousand dollars a month and, and, and your rent alone, your mortgage is, is that, you're barely making it. Now, if I throw a few thousand dollars worth of bills on top of you, it's going to be very hard. It may take you a year to recover from that. Something so simple. Like I said, I'm not even calculating what I've lost in the business because mentally I'm not there yet. I'm more like, okay, long term, we'll go to court. You want to waste my time? I'll be there every single hearing. I'll bring all of my evidence and you're going to pay the highest amount that the law allows. And I feel that they're very lucky that, you know, in the state of of Florida, which is where it happened, the limitation, you know, is capped at a certain amount. You know, and by me going through this experience and sharing it with all my platforms and all of my fan base, like I have fans all over the world, then everybody knows. And now that everything is clearly defined, people will know that when they walk through those doors, you're shopping at your own risk. You're bringing your business to a place that will not do anything in their power but try to fight you if they if they ever, God forbid, they ever wronged you. Now, I've been a faithful customer for over 20-something years. You know, I remember one time I, I donated, uh, I think it was a video game system. And I donated to the church. And the family that received the gift, they were unable to use it like it was incompatible i guess the games were not compatible with the system so when i went to the store you know i was trying to see if i could uh either change it for the right one or get a a refund and they tried to argue with me they tried to fight with me tooth and nail and i said listen i just have no use for it you know this was a gift given 
to the church or one to a family that cannot use it for XYZ reasons. And it's very simple. The 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 program that was purchased is incompatible with the with the hardware that you know they sold me, I guess like as a bundle. And um after speaking to the supervisors, they finally understood and agreed. And guess what? When I was able to get a refund and, you know, give the family that we had made the gift to, uh, we gave them the gift. You know what they did? They went back to the store. They did some research online and they only bought the correct components. The store could have avoided all of that. The family didn't have to go through the embarrassment to feel like, oh, that's, that's the family that uh, had to change the computer program because whatever, whatever. You know, where people feel like, like I guess, like kind of like singled out. Like, how dare you <laughs> not have compatibility with, you know, what whatever it could have been, right? Like, everybody is not going to have the newest of the new of whatever it could be, especially when you're dealing with technology. Yet, that one person felt that it was their inventory, that it was, you know, their stock, their company, their investment. Like, the insurance policy would be coming out of their pension or their retirement or, or whatever, you know, their payroll. And it's just not the truth. It's not the case. Like, this is nothing personal, you know. And um, it's just one of those things, like, people don't understand. Like, you don't know what a person is going through, you know. For me, I just had a death in the family, you know. My son was in a severe accident. Um, You know, it, it's been very hard, you know. At the same time, you know, I'm developing my music career, I'm going through so many different changes. And when this happened, it was like a sign to slow down. It was a sign to stop and kind of look at my horizon and say, wait a minute, what the heck is going on here? Once I decided to go ahead and move forward with the lawsuit, I was at peace. Because no matter what happens, my story is going to be told. And my story is going to be heard. And every single day, I'm going to make it a point to document this entire process. So I'll have my regular radio show and my regular podcast. I'm going to cut it in half just so that I can dedicate one episode to Walmart every single day. And this is part of that learning curve. This is part of that example because I have to allow myself to start healing. I have to have my faith in God that the lawyers are going to do what they need to do. That everything will be made clear in court. And when they do approach me with uh, this uh, representative and their lawyers, I'm just going to tell them, like, you know, I was going through such a horrible moment. And all I was requesting was the, the compassion to be viewed as a human being, not as just claim number 2305 like this really hurt my family and you know what's funny that in the communication I was literally asking them like listen you know you have placed my family in a situation where we could be homeless we could lose our home 
We could lose our jobs. We could lose our careers. We could lose our investments. We could lose it all. Because when the wheels are turning, we're earning. That's another vehicle down in my fleet that is like five vehicles down in my fleet. So, you know, for us, it was such a dire necessity. And again, now looking back, how many other families find themselves in a situation like this? Like what happens when your experience with corporate America is all bad? You understand me? What happens? You know, where, you know, like, what can you, what can you do? You know, you, you feel in your heart that there's just no way that I could be treated you know, like a human being. You know? Why would anybody go out of their way to feel somebody, uh, I'm sorry, to make somebody feel like they're less than? Like, you know, they really made me feel like I was nothing and nobody. And, you know, I'm a celebrity, I'm a superstar overseas, I do music, I'm into a lot of cool stuff, but at the end of the day, I'm a human being. You know, it's very hard for you to make me feel like I'm not a human being, because I know my value and my worth. But as such a good sport, you know, as I am, like, you really have to go out of your way to, like, really, really hurt my feelings. And that's what hurt the most, that they really did all these little things that it was just like, you know, from management themselves in their own store to the car dealership to our businesses, you know, my wife's colleagues and myself, like even my family, we're all like, this is not happening. This doesn't make any sense. You know, they would never do this. Then you start reading all the horror stories online, you know, a few dozen turn into a few hundred and turn into a few thousand. You're like, oh, okay, I see a pattern here. You know, and every situation gets worse and worse. And again, I was trying to be neutral and say, no, let me give them the benefit of the doubt throughout this entire process. If I could go back now and from now on forever, I'm going straight to the lawyers. I'm not arguing with people. I'm not raising my voice. I'm not raising my blood pressure. I'm just not going to go there. You know, life is too valuable. Life is too short. You know, I had a heart attack about a year ago. My son had a concussion this year. Again, I lost, you know, one of my younger brothers. Like, you know, I'm dealing with a lot, man. Dealing with a lot. And it's just such a shame that they couldn't have picked a worse time. You know, I think it was because of everything that I was going through that I did everything in my power to, you know, to settle these things as best as possible. 
And that was the worst decision that I could have made because in the end, you know, we're going to have to go to court. In the end, nothing was resolved. As a matter of fact, for my business, it would have been best for me to just start the lawsuit day one because I lost more. Remember, this entire time, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, well, you know, I really need a rental vehicle. And I'm still like, again, being proactive, like, okay, we'll work it out, this, that, and the third. And they have a policy where you pay for it, and then maybe they'll reimburse you. So I said, no, listen, for one, I don't want to run this bill up higher than it is. For two, I don't really trust their system. And lo and behold, I did the right thing because now I would have been, you know, let's say calculating income for other responsibilities, thinking to myself like, okay, let me use some of this money so that I can cover, let's say, the price of the rental, etc. And I'll get it back from them in a week or two. Yeah, right. I would have been in, in the ultimate predicament financially even worse than now. And remember, throughout this process, you're like mentally going through all these changes, right? You're like really seeing one thing and you're thinking something else. And, you know, all these things are just flowing through your mind. So you're like a child, right? In the beginning, you're just discovering what the fuck is going on. You know, then there's the confusion phase. Then it's the learning curve and you get upset and you see how people are, are treating you. So you're doing everything to protect yourself. And then in the end, all they can do is, you know, basically tell you to kick rocks. Like, get out of here. We're, we're not going to help you. We're not. Yeah, we did you wrong. We acknowledge it. But we don't see what fault we did or whatever, whatever. So, you know, if, if in the end, the only option I had was to get a lawyer you know, then that should have been made clear to me. I would have never wasted not one day calling these peoples for the claim. I would have went straight to court. You know, and it's a valuable lesson for me to always know when dealing with Walmart. Like, anything goes wrong, God forbid, do not even waste your time. Go straight to court. No questions asked. There's no doubt in my mind that that is the only way to deal with them. Now, when they start seeing that that call center gets less calls and people are going straight to their lawyers, they'll, they'll understand that people have had enough. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time that we have for today. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Venomar One Business Podcast. I'm your host. We greatly, greatly appreciate you guys stopping by. Um, I hate to close off the program on such a sad note, but remember that this podcast now will be about recovering from this trauma because they really, really hurt me. You know, emotionally, psychologically, beyond the materialistic shit. Like, you know, I'm a grown person. I don't raise my voice. I don't argue. I don't go back and forth. I don't live in that universe. And I feel like Walmart brought me into that universe unnecessarily. So this is going to take time, you know. At least throughout these six, seven months during this process, I hope that at the end of this process, I can laugh about this like it was a bad joke. So you guys have a blessed day. I love you guys so much. 
Um, I'll be surfing the web. I had no idea the podcast would take this turn, but um, know for sure that every single day I am going as David to defeat Goliath. May you conquer everything in your path today. May everything that you touch turn into solid gold. Always remember to dream big because dreams come true. It happened to me, and I know for a fact it's going to happen to you. I love you guys all so much. And don't worry, together we will defeat Walmart.